We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski uh, coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Pastor Matt Clark uh, coming to you from a little further south, a little lower latitude, uh, here in beautiful, nonetheless, South St. Louis, where I'm pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church. And this is Wrestling, wrestling with, with the, basics. the Basics. Matt, you know, people say to me, why, why should Wrestling with the Basics be our social media alternative? And I would say probably one of the biggest reasons, Matt, is because of privacy. Uh, do you sense. realize? Okay. Well, do you realize when you go on Facebook or Twitter or or what is this one the kids are really into? Tic Tac, I think it's called, uh, and and Insta Instagram. Uh, um, you are really hip to this, aren't you, John? I, I'm into it, Matt. Yeah, I, this is why we tell. need to be we need to be your social media alternative. That is, by the way, the theme for summer for those who are going, how long are they going to do this stupid thing? <laughs> it's just the summer, people. Stick with be us. Be warned. It's be for the summer. <laughs> but but so the thing is, I, I don't know if people realize this. When you go on Facebook, they are putting little teeny tiny micro robots on your computer. All of these oh, media okay. companies do that. They put these micro robots on your computer and they're going through your computer and they're looking up for all your personal information. And Lord knows who they're sharing that information with. You know, at least they're sharing it with their little robot buddies because they're a bunch of blabbermouths. You know, you know the, the okay. sad thing is, John, it's it's probably really not that far from the truth. <laughs> what do you mean, not that far from the truth? It oh, is okay. the truth. I'm sorry. It is the sorry. truth. Excuse me. And, and, now, now, and again, speaking the truth, holding your hand up, swearing here, we do not use any robots at all, do we, Matt? No, none. No robots are used in the we, recording we don't, or broadcasting of Wrestling with the Basics. We have no robots. We don't have any robots. You don't need to worry about us putting any robots on your computer, which is why we should be your social media alternative. Although, honestly, Matt, you remember when you were a kid, didn't you wish, didn't you used to wish you had a robot? <laughs> of course, everyone, right? <laughs> right. I <laughs> That'd be so cool. Oh, Pastor John, can I turn on the TV for you? Pastor John, can I change the channel for you? It would have been so cool if we if I had a robot, Matt, <laughs> yeah. to do that or, stuff for or, me. Or, 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 John, you could just get a remote. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Matt. No, that, no, I know you're talking about them fancy. I think that's going to cause a fire. I don't know how they work, but they got to be shooting electricity out or something. Isn't it, Matt? The remote control? <laughs> well, yeah, because I've seen them. I don't have one of my own because I'm happy with my 12-inch black and white. And you'd have to get one of them fancy HDMI TVs. I re hear about them on on you know Facebook. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're playing it safe. Yeah, no well, robots no. are getting to you. Yeah, well, plus you got that remote. I, you're going to point it. You pointed at your TV, but what if you don't hit the TV? 
What if you hit like your wall or something? It's going to make a, a mirror, isn't it? A mirror and it shoots back at you. It's terrible. You can put an eye out. <laughs> That's true. All right. So anyway, this is why <laughs> you need us for your social media yes. alternative. And, and if, if this banter did not convince you that we are that your social media alternative, I don't know what will. That's right. You will not find anything as good as this on Tic Tac. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Oh, man. So what we are also doing this summer, which is why people will put up with this nonsense, uh, is we're talking about the stories that uh -huh. we should all know and we should all share. And what story do you want to take us to uh, today, Matt? Thanks for asking, John. Yeah, you know, today we want to look don't at... Don't aim that uh, remote. Get that remote away from me. <laughs> don't aim that at me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to look at um, the account of Abraham. So we're going to go to... Okay. Jim 15 for starters. So yeah, what, what we're doing here at Ascension Elisa is we're looking at uh, the series we're calling the Tree of Life. Um, so that's uh, what we talked about in our v VBS. That's what we're doing at our Bible study and, and Sunday school over the summer months. And, and really the point is to look at those 10 or so key accounts in the scriptures that, that every Christian should really know. And every Christian should know so that uh, we can share it. So we can know the story, but also tell the story. And so last time we we did this on Wrestling the Basis, we looked at Adam and Eve, right? We looked at the right, fall. right. We also looked at God's promise of a savior. Well, Genesis 3:15 and how how important that is, how how central that whole account is to understanding who we are and also whose we are and, and who who God is and who our Savior Jesus Christ is and why he came. So this account of Abraham now. Uh, builds on that. So the, the promise is presented again. So the promise was presented, Genesis 3.15 again, you know, underline it, circle it in your Bible, um, that one is going to come who is going to um, bruise, or we could even say crush, uh, Satan's head. Someone is going to defeat Satan. And that promise comes again now, comes anew, with even more detail about who that one's going to be um, here when we get to the account of Abram. Uh, so we're in Genesis uh, 15. So what would you like me to read, Matt? So why don't we read start with verses 1 through 4. Okay. Uh, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O oh Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, yeah, the word, I'm sorry, that's where I ended. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, we'll stop there. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, the 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 word of the Lord came to, comes to Abram. He has this vision, and you know, your reward shall be very great. Um, so, so God's promising great things to Abraham, but but Abraham has an objection, right? Uh, he doesn't say, "Well, thank you, God, that sounds great." No, he says, "Lord, <laughs> wait a second. Uh, what what can you give me? Uh, I'm childless." And right now, the heir of his house is Eliezer Damascus. Great guy, right? Good servant, uh, but but still. <laughs> oh not. yeah, you just love Eliezer, don't you? Everyone Talk about Eleazar, a good guy. Right? I wish yeah. I had an Eliezer <laughs> or, or a robot, one of the two. I don't know. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's Abraham's objection, right? Abram says, "Wait a second. All I've got is this servant, and as great as he is, he's still not not a son, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just he's kind of just." A member of my household, he says. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think maybe we lose sight of just how important that is today to, to have that heir, someone to take, take on the, the family name, someone that would, would receive that inheritance, right? That inheritance of not only goods, but of land and, 
Um, you know, so so super important uh, in Abram's day, and we see that throughout the Old Testament, and you know, in you know, we see that even still today, of course, too. Um, so that's Abraham's objection uh, when the Lord promises him uh, this great blessing that is his reward shall be very great. So, so, um, so, so yeah, let's two, keep, yeah, two, ahead, two things there, Matt. Yeah, Matt number one, uh, uh, yeah, the importance of air. We all want to have an air. Uh, in fact, uh, we're down to the last Lukomsky. <laughs> okay. The lone Lukomsky, huh? Yeah, well, because I only had one son, and, and my son has only had one son. So I've put a lot of pressure on my grandson, John, that he needs to have lots and lots of babies. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, there will be no more Lukomskys. Uh, so I think all of us, we, 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 but, but this is particularly important because through the heir of Abraham, all the world is going to be blessed. <laughs> so yeah. if he doesn't get an heir, we're all, we're all in trouble. Uh, and, and then the other thing I, I just wanted to point out real quick, just in Abraham in general, you know, we tend to jump right away to Moses and the Ten Commandments yeah. in, in the Old Testament. And like, oh, that's the big deal, Moses and the Ten Commandments. But I would point out to you that actually uh, Paul in the New Testament tells us, no, this was the important thing. The, the Ten Commandments, that was, that was kind of an afterthought. It's important. I'm not saying it isn't, but it certainly doesn't nullify what, what God said here to Abraham and through Abraham to to you and me as well, as we'll see in the in the preceding verses. Do you want me to read on or anything else you want to yeah, comment? Yeah, no, that that's great, uh, John. Yeah, we don't want to skip over this because, oh uh, boy, you know, it's again as we'll see, it's it's the promise of the Savior. You know, that's what's yeah. so very important here. So yeah, let's keep going to uh, verses four, five, and six. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him: This man shall not be your heir; your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars if you were able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And he, that is Abraham, believed the Lord. And he counted it to him as righteousness. Ooh, okay. Counted him as righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what a beautiful promise. You know, Abraham again, it's, it, oh, it's my servants, the only heir I've got. And uh, the Lord says, well, no, he will not be your heir. So sorry, Eliezer, you're out of luck there. <laughs> so yeah, he, yeah. instead, God's got something <laughs> even better in mind, right? Uh, look toward the stars and, and number them if you can. So shall your offspring be. But what a beautiful promise. I mean, beyond Abraham's expectation or imagination, he probably would have been happy if he said, well, I'm going to give you a son, you know, but, but God yeah. does even better than that. Look at the stars, see if you can count them. And, you know, we think of, Abraham's biological offspring, and certainly they are great, and the rest of the Old Testament really does track that, and we, we see who, you know, Abraham's lineage is, but even more than that, um, the book of Galatians, while really hammers this home, is by faith, we're accounted among those offspring of Abraham. Uh, by faith, he is our forefather, right? Um, so we think of his physical, biological descendants, and certainly Jesus Christ included in that, super important. But also by faith, we too are numbered among those descendants of Father Abraham, uh, descendants by faith. And 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 I think I think we need to make that perfectly clear when it says, uh, um, if I can get my mouse out of the way here, <laughs> he counted it to him as righteousness. Yeah, uh, the faith, the faith that we're talking about here, uh, as you just alluded, is not that he's going to have lots and lots of children. Uh, but it was that from these child children was going to come the one promised all the way back in the story we had earlier, 
that would crush the head of the devil. That, that Abraham, that's what made him unique. He understood that there was a Savior coming, and he understood, maybe not exactly how he would be part of that, but that he had an important part of that role to play of the coming of a Savior. And it occurs to me, maybe we need to think of ourselves that way. There are literally people who will come to faith, come to heaven, be with us in eternal life because of the things that you and I are doing, Matt. Uh, maybe, maybe it's part of wrestling with the basics. We hope that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but but certainly what we've done as, as uh, uh, husbands and as fathers and as brothers and and friends and uh, pastors and what have you. So, but yeah. so that I just want to make sure that people understand it's not some generic faith that Abraham had, but was this faith that you and I have that that God sent in a Savior, and we know, of course, even more about that that it is Jesus Christ. So exactly, uh, yeah. and and you know God again, speaks to Abraham later and even gets more specific about this promise. Um, just jumping ahead, I'll, I'll just read one verse, yeah, John, uh, yeah. chapter 22, verse 18. It says, uh, the Lord again speaking to Abraham, uh, and in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. You know, so this idea that uh, that, that includes us, right? That uh, through Jesus, through that offspring, that ultimate you know, offspring who is the Savior, um, all nations of the earth will be blessed. This is a savior for Abraham, but also for all people of all time and all places. Uh, and, what a beautiful promise. And, and I'm not I'm not a, a Greek scholar by any means, so I may be off here. And, and if the many Greek scholars who listen to us, because we are the number one radio show amongst Greek scholars. Amongst Greek scholars. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. Uh, uh, well, I don't know that for sure, but I'm thinking that could be true. Uh, and I noticed that offspring here, so shall your offspring. It's in the singular because you would yeah. think after saying it's got a number like the stars, it'd be in the plural. But it's definitely pointed to one offspring that, that's going to be coming from the many, many offsprings uh, that will have the same faith that Abraham has. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I think that's so great that, it, like you pointed out, so in the Old Testament, as we read through it, the the focus gets kind of more and more clear on who this this Messiah, this Savior to come is and wh who we should look for. So we have the promise to Adam and Eve, and it's going to be a descendant of, of Eve and descendant, you know, born of a woman. Okay, that's pretty general, but okay, we've got a promise of a Savior. That's good. But now it's becoming more specific, right? Uh, the, the Savior is going to be a descendant specifically of Abraham. And then it gets more specific, uh, uh, the descendant of Jacob. And then it gets more specific. He's going to be born in, in Bethlehem. And, and all these different prophecies that really sharpen our focus so that when Jesus Christ comes, uh, we know this is the guy. <laughs> Beyond a doubt, this is the one who's been promised. And here's the fulfillment in Jesus Christ. So Abraham and this promise helps to narrow our focus on who we should be looking for, for that Messiah the one who will bless the nations. And, and so when you understand that, then you also understand that actually this verse that talks about numbering the stars, that's us. <laughs> okay. Yeah we're, yeah. we're part of that number because exactly. we have drawn our connection to Abraham. Uh, we've become his children by having the same faith, uh, the faith of the coming of the Messiah. As you said, that's what they would have called him. But we know, of course, him now as Jesus Christ. Uh, yes. Just one more thought before we leave this verse. Have, yep. have you been to the Creation Museum down in Kentucky yet? Matt? No, I have not, John. I hear it's worth a trip, though. Uh, so they have this this uh, multimedia presentation that they do about the uh, stars. 
and and you have no idea how many stars there are. It's incredible how many stars there are. Uh, in fact, there's more stars than there are grains of sand. Think about that. More stars oh, than there goodness. are grains of sand wow. on, on the oceans of the earth. So this, and, and the thing is, is we can't really appreciate that because of light pollution. But Abraham probably would have had a better sense of that because there is no lights there. And when he yeah. looked up in the stars, it would be literally a Penelope. Penelope? No. I can't remember the word. That's not the word I was going for. Panoply? I, I don't have no know. idea what word you're going for. <laughs> you don't even have any idea. I don't even. <laughs> a lot, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> a big bunch. A, a Googleplex a of stars. stars. There okay. you go. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I know. And, and you think of outer space and just, you know, where does it stop? You know, is there a little yeah. sign that says, okay, that, that's it. <laughs> outer space stops here. No, I mean, just it's, you know, almost endless. The, the stars in the sky. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it, it, it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, we can't comprehend it. And we're um, part of that. That's we're us. part of that. What yeah, a this is promise. our promise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, sharpening the focus on who that savior is going to be, what he's going to do, what he's going to be like. And I think that even that account of uh, Abraham's uh, sacrifice of Isaac, you know, that command to sacrifice him in in chapter 22, tough, tough text there. But I think even that sharpens the focus on who the savior is going to be. Um, so let's, let's look at that, John, and we'll see how much time allows and uh, do it. Excuse me, do the best we can here. But yeah, Genesis 22, uh, beginning with verse 1. And I know this is a verse that you and I struggle with, certainly. And I think a lot of people do, and rightly so. I think it's written so we struggle with it, uh, because Abraham certainly struggled with this account. Um, They have to give you a second here, Matt, because I don't have your Bible. I don't have your fancy Bible with the little tabs on it to jump through. I have to actually type the thing in to my computer. Okay, there we go. Genesis 22. Where, what would you like me to read, man? Yeah, well, yeah, let's just start with verses 1 and 2 and kind of give an introduction right. here. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I shall tell you. And I'm thinking about what we had last week about the Lord disciplining, chastising those whom he loves. Boy, talk about a chastisement. Take your son and sacrifice him. Say what? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Good connection to last week's episode, though, John. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I know. Uh, You know, this response of Abraham and Abraham says, here I am. (laughs) Here am I. We see that throughout the Old Testament, the response of faith to, to God's calling and and then, you know, having just read that verse uh, earlier about the promise of, you know, the, the, the many descendants and, uh, you know, to hear this now, sacrifice your son, your only son, by the way, uh, whom you love, and to give him as an offering. And anything too, you know, the other nations, the pagan nations, they're making burnt offerings and they are sacrificing their children even. And yet Abraham knows, well, wait, no, I were, you know, we're called to be different from the other nations. This is the Lord, the, the one true God. Um, what's going on here? Uh, I, you can only imagine uh, the confusion that Abraham might have in the midst of this kind of chastisement. Yeah. Well, and and, and again, you know, I, I think that's one thing to remember, that this commandment comes way before the Ten Commandments. I mean, if yes. God would come to me and tell me that I should sacrifice my son, I would say, wait, I'm not sure you're God. <laughs> Let me yeah, check it contradicts your... his word, right? Because yeah. pretty much you've told me that for me, yep. 
uh, no, I'm not supposed to uh, uh, kill. I mean, that's one of them. I remember thou shalt not murder. And and as you said, there's all constant references in the Old Testament that that's what pagans do. They sacrifice, not not those who follow God. But that's the puzzle we have here, uh, that God is telling him to sacrifice his son Isaac. Um, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, exactly. And that is the struggle. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's the tension, you know, for, for Abraham and for, certainly for us. Um, you know, because we do have, you know, we and, you know, in hindsight, we have the Ten Commands. We have all this. We are thinking, well, golly, this isn't going to be in God's character. So here the, the, the story unfolds, though, if you want to read verses three and four. Okay. And, and so I made fun of my computer. And so it isn't working anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> uh oh, the robots heard you, John. The, the, the robots, robots heard me. That's exactly what it was. So I've actually gone back to my, my paper Bible. So I've oh, got it now. Genesis way. 22. Uh, what, what verse? Verses, <laughs> verses 3 and 4. All right. Uh, so Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the bird offering and arose and went to the place in which God had told him. Is that it or yeah. do you need more? Oh, yeah, verse 4, too. Yeah. Oh, verse 4, okay. Uh, <laughs> on the third day, Abram lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Yeah, so he, he's traveling uh, with uh, two two of his young men and also his son Isaac. And then, uh, you know, I, I think that's interesting, that detail of three days and you think, you know, for three days, you know, his son is really as good as dead to him. Oh, man. <laughs> you yeah. Know, See, that, uh, what, and, a, what had a burden on his heart that must have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, well, then you think of, you know, the three days, Jesus in the tomb, and, you know, he really is, he really did die, right? Ooh, um, and, and, nice you know, connection, Matt. Yeah. Kind of a neat connection there, too, I think, perhaps to, to that, that future descendant of Abraham. Yeah. Uh, so, and yeah, and, and thank you, Matt, for reminding us that. See, I've always said, if you were a Jew, this story makes absolutely no sense. Oh, right? I agree. I know. Yeah. That's, exactly. Yeah. But, that's but a great when you point. have the fulfillment yeah. of Christ, you can say, oh, okay. So this really wasn't about Abraham's son, Isaac. This was alluding to what was going to happen to God's own son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Where, where do you exactly. want me to go? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it, we have to keep that in mind. Or else this is nonsense. So yeah. Oh, it's versus, a crazy story. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. Verses uh, five and six. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son, Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. Yeah. So, uh, boy, you know, stay here. He's going to go with his son. Uh, and he takes with him uh, the fire, the knife, everything that's needed for sacrifice. Um, you know, and, and Abraham says, what does he say? He's going to say, you know, I and the boy will go over there and worship and come back to you. Uh, you know, and you wonder, what does he mean by that? You know, does he, he, does he mean he's only coming back? Does he mean he and Isaac are both coming back? Um, you know, I think we get a little insight when we read uh, Hebrews, going back to Hebrews, Hebrews 11, you know, talks about, you know, by faith, Abraham did this or that. And it says that by faith, Abraham reasoned that God could raise Isaac from the dead. So I wonder even if this point, if Abraham had that confidence or if that was part of his thought that, yeah, yeah, we will come back to him because, yeah, even if, even if, you know, boy, even if Isaac does die, even if he's killed, you know, God has the power to raise him from the dead. 
And I wonder even at this point if, if Abraham was thinking that, if that was in his mind. We don't know. I don't think we have a way to know. Uh, but, but perhaps even at this point, he had that confidence. We do know that in the end, that's what he believed. And that's the great thing about that Hebrews passage, that he understood that God cannot go against his word. So if God says, Isaac is the one, well, I don't know. I have to raise him from the dead then. I guess that's what he'll have to do. I'm not sure. But I know that whatever God says, that's how it's going to be. Nothing can change that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, as our time grows short here, John, um, you know, we will have to maybe wrap things up a little next week, but um, they go up the mountain and, uh, you know, Isaac carrying the wood and we can't help but think of, you know, Jesus carrying the cross, the wood of the cross. Uh, and even the location, Mariah here, you know, really that location of what would be then, then Jerusalem, you know. So even geographically, there's connections. And so, we, you know, again, don't want to lose sight of that. Um, so more and more about this and the Jesus connection next week on wrestling, wrestling with, with the basics. The basics.